You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 6, Episode 2, titled The Blue Ball. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two acrimonious co-hosts. First, from Bloody Podcast, please say hello, hello, hello to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Just, uh cleaning out my bra so that's fun among other things yeah, among yeah. other things by the way oh man that voice you heard the sultry voice you just heard from show business <laughs> please say hello 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 to adam salandra i did not pull clips this week again very depressed i was depressed yeah and you know yeah. it's so funny you know there was a little text everyone should know i i was texting with my pals adam and Lori. Before the show, that I was very depressed. I was crying, and I didn't know what to do. And I, nothing gets you out of depression more than Lori volunteering to a write the script and read it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going to work. I knew you were going to be like, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want other, my listeners to get depressed." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because you know it'd be all insulting old men and stuff like that and whatnot. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, by the way. I discussed my depression a little bit. We had a very interesting conversation on the show, on a show called Just Between Us Girls. Now, there are several places you can hear Just Between Us Girls. As of now, you can get it on Patreon at the premium level. You can get Just Between Us Girls and the show. And I believe as the publication on the public, on the, I, I believe as of this recording, you can now get it on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe directly there, $5 a month. You get Just Between Us Girls and All Star 6 commercial free and like multiple days early. That you get the same time it drops on Patreon. So um, hit that little subscribe button over on the Apple Podcasts app and uh, you'll be on your way to commercial free shows, getting them early. Lots of good stuff. Um, okay. Um, we have a show. Boy, do we have a show. Boy, oh boy. Well, it dropped last week. Oh, by the way, do you guys ever, do you ever have this word? Salandra, now that you have the public, the show on the public feed, did you listen yeah. to last week's show? No. Oh, wow. Lori, what about well, you? Well, when did it come? I just saw today that it, I was actually going to ask you, I saw it today for the first yeah. time, but when did it actually drop? It dropped today. Oh, okay. It drops on uh, th- th- this show drops on Mondays unless you sign up on Apple Podcasts and you'll get it like Saturday at midnight. Ooh. But uh, yeah, you get it a couple of days early, but usually Monday at midnight. Yeah. So, um, but what I was gonna say to you is, um, when you listen, do you ever think of like, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that? Oh, I, most of the time when I listen to me, I'm like, just shut up. Strange I don't thing. even have to to listen to feel that. No, not what you said. Not what you said. No, no, no. I don't even have to listen wow. to myself 
to I was I was answering his question. I don't have to listen to think I should have said this or that. I'll literally like think about the episode, like actual drag race later on, and be like, oh, here's a point I needed to make, well, and then I'll write it down for next time as if that's ever. Well, yeah, out. but mine is more about jokes. Yeah, last week Lori accused uh-huh. me of being a racist, and I went on this rant about Mexicans, and I was like, why didn't I say I was a member of the KKK? But it's like K as in what? Like Q U E, and I was like, "That's a good joke." Like, oh, that would be such a good joke. I was like, "KKK, that's my Mexican, hey, my anti mix." Oh, just like the way Lori squeezes her pores <laughs> on yeah. a camera meant to dig out earwax. By the way, that's again stuff you're missing on just that was not even on regular just between us girls. That wasn't just between us girls part two. We had to do two parts. Part, uh, part two. When you're this blessed, yeah, you got it. Yeah. That's what happens. Well, let's jump right into the show. This week, the girls get ready for the blue ball on the main stage. The girls each show off their three different looks using the color blue. Raja O'Hara was the winner of the challenge, while Yara Sofia and Jiggly Caliente were placed in the bottom two. After the girls pled their cases, the rest of the cast took a vote. Back on the main stage, this week's lip sync assassin was season 11 contestant and Canada's drag race judge, Brooklyn Heights. After an energetic lip sync, Raja O'Hara and Brooklyn Heights were both named the winners. They both pulled out their lipstick and both revealed the name Jiggly Caliente. With that, Jiggly Caliente was the second queen to leave the competition and enter, enter the game within the game. A lot of words there, but they all boil down to two things. Ladies, name two things like about the episode. One thing you did not. Let's start with um, the our resident woman of the podcast, Adam Salandra. <laughs> not fair. I was pointing at her because I forgot to gather this, but let me just Didn't say. Didn't that happen I've, last time too? It happens a lot because I take notes and then when I'm done, I'm done. But I will say I actually watched this episode three times. <gasps> so don't worry. I am prepared. I just mm-hmm. didn't collect these. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you right now, right off the bat, without looking, what I didn't like is yeah. the elimination. I, we all knew I flipped out over Jiggly being here. Boy, oh boy, I was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, things I liked. I, also, another thing that's weird for me not being a look queen or, or having anything to say, I really do like a ball. I've, I've grown to like to see what they're creating. So I did like that. It's cool to give us 36 looks, um, especially because you, us three don't have to actually break down every single one. I would think that was much less cool. But um, getting to see what they come up with is good. And something else I liked. Oh God, the lip sync was amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing. It was very, very good. Uh, Lori, what about you? Uh, I liked how the. Uh, <laughs> I liked. I mean, this is sad, but I liked how Jiggly, in the beginning, kept kind of calling out people, and then was sort of like side eyeing Ginger Minj. Was like, can you believe these people aren't gonna like help me and gingerman just kind of goes i'm not gonna help you either like just, <laughs> that's just her face the entire time yeah um yeah. i uh uh i actually liked the ball i didn't think i was gonna like it and i i i liked it because i like seeing the juxtaposition between the bot dresses and the not bot dresses mm-hmm. like you can tell like what you know like i think I, and we can get into this, but I honestly think they did, did Jiggly dirty because Ginger Minj kind of brought it home, which is that she had two good dresses and one not good dress. And Yara had two, all, like basically everything was a two bad dresses and one good, one okay dress. Yeah. Yeah. But um, even though I'm in defense of Jiggly, I would, I would think that the one they made has, is weighted higher. 
is weighted. Okay. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, I didn't like Michelle Visage. I mean, I know I keep bringing it up, but Michelle Visage, like, like it's like it's, she's not even trying now. She's like a divorced grandmother uh, who's like coming to her friend's party. Like she was in a friggin' tracksuit, and like I just was like, I, honestly, I felt like she should have like a Starbucks like frap with her, and it's just like I'm just here. Wait, just I feel that too, but I haven't really like put it into words in my own head. But like Michelle, she's not being like the harsh critiquer that she often is. Which is her role. No. Or is she giving like fun light critiques? It's just sort of, she's just there. Yeah. Like, I think I forgot who she was talking to, but today she was just sort of, she like said something to somebody and she was like, I just, uh, you know, I don't know. And it's just like, oh, great. Well, great. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> great what you're paid for, but Michelle yeah. Vachon. Like, I just feel like, I mean, look, I get they do like 12 million of these a year, but mm-hmm. if we have to sit through it, then they well, should have to like, well, if we know. have to critique them, so does she. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, all right. Well, I like the lip sync very much. It's one of the things that I have here. I also like, and maybe this is just from Adam and I just got off of season three, recapping that show, that they actually had to sew. We don't see as many sewing challenges anymore. This might be the only time they have no. to sew. Where in season three, man, those bitches were doing things all the time. And uh, a mini challenge they had to sew something. You know, everything. They were always sewing. Uh, the thing I did not like was, I don't like, and it's kind of related to what you were talking about, this weird criticism on the runway where they contradict themselves in one episode. Like, for instance, the, I, I'm not even making a judgment on the merits of what they said was right or wrong. What I'm saying is a critique of Yara Sophia was like, I didn't really know what you were doing. You're a construction worker, like, with big boob. I didn't get that. And I'm like... Well, okay, so Neek came in like with like like a necklace and like looked amazing, but she was supposed to be something like a construction worker too, or like yeah. And no one was like, oh, so Neek, you didn't. So Neek looked less like a construction worker than Yara Sophia did. You're right. Yeah, exactly. And and like uh and and there was also criticism like a, a similar criticism where they'd be like, you just told this person. They used to do it before, but it would be across episodes. So you'd be like, At least. wait, yeah, two episodes you said this. Now it's in the same episode. They don't give a shit anymore. Oh, and they call out her sloppy tits as being redundant. And it's like, friggin' Pandora Box wears the same wig every time. <laughs> like, why aren't you calling out her for being redundant? Well, you're that, but also, I mean, look, the, one of the most legendary queens of all time, I mean, the, if not the most popular queen, Bianca Del Rio, I mean... That's probably why she won't do All-Stars again. She had the exact same silhouette every single week. It was a variation on the same dress. Which, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. I mean, look at Ginger Minj basically had the same kind of style every single outfit. But, you know, it's just like, yeah, I I think the problem is, is like, and you saw this in the production, is that they were realize I'm realizing now is that this is like they are sort of pre-planning who goes home yeah. and then working production around to show showcase why that person went home when you can pretty much in all stars say that anybody is in the bottom or anybody's on the top it just really depends on how the judges sway that day yep especially when they're all good which currently they for the most part are no one really did like jiggly's was absolutely horrible of course um but she was the only one that stood out and so they i think yara was more of a storyline thing she was 
hopping around beforehand. So it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why she got the, okay, that doesn't look like a construction worker, but Sonique didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And but I, I think yeah. I have a note somewhere. I can just bring it up now. It was during one of the workroom uh, segments where Yara's running around going like, I don't need to do this. I've done this so many times and yelling and screaming and going like, I can do this in my sleep. And I'm like, well, you just wrote the storyline for the producers. She you know? sure yeah. did. Yeah. Seriously. And I guarantee you they probably weren't even like going to put her in the bottom. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, let's do Let's put her in the bottom. For yeah. This. Yeah. It was either going to be with that. I knew she was either on the top or the bottom. Yeah. Like it was just – any time in any competition, any competition I've ever seen in my entire life, anybody who's like, I could do this in my sleep never wins. <laughs> they never win the competition. They always are in the bottom. And it's just like, even, even if you could do it in your sleep, pretend like you can't, like just yeah. for the camera. Like, yeah, pretend have you, like have you, you watched the show? Yeah. Get yeah. that underdog edit. Get that underdog edit. All right. Like Raja. Yeah. Raja did a dress in 60 minutes and she was like, I'm telling you I'm nervous. And it was but, like, yeah. Well, I'm going to correct exactly it. Right. 60 seconds. But yeah. Oh, sorry. 60 seconds. Yeah. I like that Lori said, Lori, I was listening to the episode and Lori says like, I love that she learned how to sew, use a sewing machine in one minute. I'm all, she already knew how to use a sewing machine. <laughs> well, I didn't mean like, I meant like she was teaching she was, herself. She yeah. was able to use a sewing machine unless it like the, if you gave me a sewing machine and said, so, you know, just sew a line in 60 seconds, I'd be like, give me 10 years. Like, yeah. I don't know. If Which that's is a fair. Happen. I think that's a fair from 60 yeah. seconds to 10 years. Yeah. All right. After Serena's elimination, the girls enter the workroom and count the lipsticks. The vote, with the exception of Serena's vote for Trinity, was unanimous in favor of eliminating Serena Chacha. Next, Yara Sofia pulled out her lipstick to reveal that she would have sent home Trinity K. Bonet. And it was a lot of, like, pearl clutching. But did you guys believe that? I don't know. Well, well we're not there thought. yet. We're not there. Oh, sorry. Keep, hold it, though. Hold that thought. Okay, okay, hold it. Okay. The next day, the girls discuss who is and isn't the trade of the season before RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. It's a ball challenge called the Blue Ball. The girls will walk the runway sporting three looks each. First, it's Blue oh, blue Better Work, a blue-collar working girl challenge. Next, Blue Jean Baby is a denim-themed runway. And finally, Blue Ball Bonanza Sports, a look crafted from unconventional materials that have been provided to the girls. Back in the workroom, Jan plans to update the ball look from her season. Jiggly has PTSD from her, Merlin, her elimination on a sewing challenge. And Raja struggles to cut up a lawn chair. Finally, Yara's carefree attitude annoys Scarlet Envy. Let's start with Lori... Lori, uh, what were your thoughts on everything that happened up until that point? It was great. I have no thoughts. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and no, thank I'm you kidding. for coming. Uh, okay. So the Trinity, the, tr- the Yara, to go back to the Yara pulling out and saying Trinity, this is another thing that I, I, I'm frustrated with because I feel like it's one of those rom-com miscommunication things where it's just like everything would be so much simpler if you just say, this is what I meant. And I felt like Yara said it in the previous episode when she said, I am picking the person that I think will be the most trouble for me along the road. And so when she picked Trinity, I think she should have said, look, I think you're the better performer. So do I want to come up against you in the, in future? No. 
And but she kind of it was like a weird moment where she goes, I pick uh Trinity. No, 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 uh nothing personal, nothing personal, nothing and, and Trinity was like, Yeah, I take it personal. And then that was it. And it was like, why didn't she say, like, hey, I picked you because I think you're a better performer, you know? I mean, look, Trinity probably would still have that opinion, but at least it would have come off more. Did uh, you watch the part where she said she was joking? Yeah. But she didn't really. She said that at the end. She said she was joking, but then in her uh, what the interstitial confessional, she was like, "Oh, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I won't forget that or something." Well, like okay. I feel like it was kind. She was not Let's really. Let's have a conversation here. This is a conversation, but we have to have it. I have it not had on this show since I first did the show six or seven years ago, but. We it, it is so egregious now on this show. We have to make a decision. Are we, or maybe we can do both? But are we going to talk about the show and the 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 events as depicted, or as how they probably happened? Uh, because there's two different things going on here. I think with oh, this show. And uh, if we go with what's depicted, I agree with you, Lori, one hundred percent. So, and there's times where Trinity. Well, let's go with that one then. <laughs> Uh, Trinity contradicts herself in this episode, you know, yeah. later on. But um, I do feel there is a chance. I mean, I don't know that Yara did tell her you're the competition, but it wouldn't fit the narrative they were trying to build. So it wasn't there. But also one other thing that we have to remember is Morgan McMichaels proudly said that's what her plan was going to be. She's going to vote off whoever her biggest competition is. And because of that, Ben de la Creme, um, voted her off instantly. She became the first voted off of that all-star, spoiler alert. So there's also the issue of Yara maybe not – if she knows that or followed, not wanting to say because she does feel she's strong competition, which she is. Oh, and so then yeah. they come for her for that reason. That's a really Next good potentially. point. That's a really good point. Adam that is a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, cause she's telling us, but she's not necessarily telling them. Sort of right, thing. Exactly. Well, okay. That puts it more in perspective. Let's talk about that um, trade yeah. of the season question. It seemed really uncomfortable. It reminded me of an all-stars two. What question? Sorry. They were talking about who the trade of the season was. Oh, and, and I have a lot, I have a lot to talk about here, but in, it reminded me of all-stars two. There's a moment when they all the girls are in and, um, uh, what's her name from season two that was there? Well, I can't remember her name. I'm blanking. And wait, All Stars too. All Tatiana. Stars. Tatiana. Tatiana says, "Okay, are we, you know, doing alliances?" And everyone's like, "Oh no, no, no!" So we've got really cringy. Uh huh. I felt that's how the trade of the season conversation went. Felt it felt very cringy. Well, you know? Really? Yeah. And then the other conversation. The, uh, here's the big question I have though: is I'll ask Lori first, and I'll ask Salandra. But you know, we hear the term trade thrown around, especially on this show, a lot, but also in gay pop culture. And I've never heard a formal definition of it or read a formal definition of it. Maybe I haven't really sought it out, but I have one that I've just developed just because from what I've heard in context. And they talk about the definitions. Lori, what does trade mean to you? And then we'll go to Salandra. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't see it as awkward. I saw it as a bunch of me's trying to figure out what the hell trade actually means. <laughs> because I felt like... I, I, I thought that was legitimately a funny epi- funny scene because it was a bunch of older men in their like late thirties, early forties going, uh, I think trade means a person you want to have sex with, but maybe not, might not want to date later or something. Like I, that's what I'm getting. But again, I don't know the definition. I, from what I've gathered from 
when I did Australia mm-hmm. with you and Nathan, yeah. it felt like trade was like somebody that everybody wants to have sex with. That's what I felt like trade was. So, Landry, what's the definition of trade in your book, or do you actually know the definition of trade? No, well, now I, I picked up the what I now consider to be the meeting from this episode where they yeah. said a masculine-looking gay guy. I always – I sort of knew it as this. I, I thought that there was a – Meaning that I knew I didn't understand yeah. from actually the, the black community. Okay. Um, but that it has been appropriated, uh, in, at least in drag race form that I, I felt that the girls were using it freely as someone who's hot. Okay. Without the, without the deeper context. Um, so that's what I, heard, that was the definition in my head when I would hear it, mm-hmm. even though I did think anyone who actually knew what they were talking about, which was not me, yeah. uh, knew it to be something more. I well, always, the good thing is yeah. that uh, that's the only thing that the drag community has appropriated from the black community. <laughs> that is good so, news. Yeah, yeah, I feel relieved. Uh, to me, I just I just gathered from the years that they've been using it on Drag Race that it meant someone that you don't want to have a relationship with, or even see in your bed the next day, but in a simple transactional arrangement, you guys can have sex. Like it's like, oh, I'll hook up with you tonight, but I I don't. I don't want to talk to you. So like a fuck boy. Then. Yeah. Like a, a fuck. Well, yeah, I essentially, I, but I don't know. And I didn't even realize the part it was, it was appropriated from black culture. I didn't even know that part. I didn't know that. Either. Lori didn't know, but we can't discuss why she didn't. Know. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but I, I did start to get the idea that it was someone, I think someone said this in there, someone a little dangerous and not like literally will steal your money or maybe that too but like you know has a little bit of a a edgy side like you wouldn't have your wallet on the night okay if that's the definition how is there any trade of any season on rupaul's drag race well that's right that's why i think all the queen and that's why they it was very interesting that even among them they couldn't decide Mm -hmm. because just a casual well even like you guys said you didn't know i don't who knows how i found out at some Mm -hmm. point that it was um coming from black culture but if you don't and you're hearing it there the way they're saying it is just hot person so that's why like a curious or um who was it last year jade essence hall and heidi and closet talking about who's the trade of the season i think they were just saying who's hot oh okay um yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking it up right now and it's saying that it's a young, hyper masculine looking gay man, <laughs> usually black or Latino in urban context, trade typically dress in urban clothing and play to the thug stereotype. Oh, interesting. Wow. wow. Interesting. I never. The re- in recent years, the term has come oh. to refer to any gay man of color who dress in hip hop inspired clothing and play into the mas- masculine fetish. Well, here's what's funny is I'm a gay man of color who wears hip hop clothing. The problem is that the clothing is bagging, but it, that's, it's my size. Yeah. Like if I were thin, it would be baggy on, but like I wear, in other words, I wear the same size as another gay urban man of color, but they just, that's just my size. <laughs> you know? Well, hey. Yeah. You could still be trade. Tra- yeah. Trade, all right. You so, know what? Yeah. So is Basically, I'll there? have sex with anyone who gives me a pie. What were you saying, Calandra? <laughs> oh, that's a trade. Yeah. But if it's shepherd's pie. Yeah. I will not sell. because shepherd's pie is not a pie and I will stab you in the eye. What, this is, by the way, so Calandra, just so you know, this is yeah. an old bit of Lori's I was sneaking in. Oh, <laughs> that she was pie-sexual because she wants sex I was with anybody. Pie. I said I was pie-sexual. I think yeah. that's great, and I'm yeah. getting hungry. Yeah, uh, I would love some pie. 
I love pine. Right and you know what? You know what's so funny is it's too bad it's hot because it's too hot to make it. I would love to make from scratch a chicken pot pie. Ooh, that sounds really good right now. Yeah. Actually, I would love a chicken I, pot pie. I'm kind of like you in that, where I literally only want hot hot meals like during summer, and I'm always like, why am I craving les- like meatloaf right now? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't I crave <laughs> meatloaf singer, in the, the winter? You know, huh? so yeah. Sorry, Lori, what did you say? Lori means a singer. She would do anything for. Lori. Oh yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, did assume yeah, that immediately. Yeah. Now, um, what I like too is RuPaul comes in and is like, "Well, Serena's gone," and I was thinking, "Does anybody in the room believe that? Does anybody in the room? We are now on AS six, All Star six. Is anyone thinking like, oh yeah, Serena's on her way home? Oh, she's leaving on a jet plane, right? Does anybody I that really worried either way? Yeah, I like. That's why I like on the show. When the girls yeah. are wheeling their suitcases out, and it goes, a jiggly. And then I'm watching, like, oh, what? And I'm like, how are you? I would, <laughs> okay. I would leave going, like, well, I'm, now I'm going to the next part, you know, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Well, also, like, they don't film you packing up. So wouldn't you be like, this is weird. They're filming me packing up. Like, God. I would be like, but also I thought it was funny that, like, so RuPaul, we haven't seen what's happening, right? We know that something's coming. RuPaul has been dropping like weird hints um throughout the show mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like on the like oh this is pretty clever it's gonna yeah. come out later and i'm like i guarantee you it's it's not gonna make a goddamn a goddamn look of sense like i'm just like it's gonna be like they're gonna do a, a whole episode where it's just all the queens who got eliminated vying for you know to get back on the show or something like that for those of you ha- hardcore drag race uh, viewers out there we Adam and I know that they do film you packing up your bags, so we all know. <laughs> they they do film you packing. Why? Yes, for Untucked mm-hmm. in a normal oh. season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Untucked isn't happening. Right yeah, they now. have Untucked this season. They do. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we seeing that? I don't know why you're not watching it. I have it on. Is it on Paramount? It sure is. But is it's, it on, a it's on Paramount thing? Plus Plus. You, <laughs> is, it a, is it a separate? You didn't show? download plus plus. Oh yeah, you didn't download plus plus. Oh my god. Anyway, wow. no, it's it, it's a separate show on Paramount Plus. Yes, but it's, oh, I got If you go to then. if you go to the main show page, there's a thing that says more shows. There's a related shows, and it'll bring it up. And by the way, public oh, service announcement: you. I've told like two or three people since the show dropped that Untucked exists. So you're not the only person who didn't know it exists. <laughs> well, thank you for not make, making me feel like yeah. this. Uh, some, sometimes I, we were talking about this. I think, uh, oh, maybe in the beginning of the show where you're like, sometimes I listen to this and I go, oh, why exactly does Joe have me on? Like, it's not like I'm <laughs> like, is it because he's just yearns to explain things to me? Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes well, yeah, you play, like, yeah, you play the everyman. I was just going to say, you're the we all. It's like when Ellen was on the judge on American Idol. Mm-hmm. Not to compare you to a lesbian, but that's just the first one that came to mind. Oh, uh, I forgot that Ellen was on Idol. Oh, yeah. but wasn't that a famously no. disastrous year? Yeah, well, well she yeah. was. She did not do very. It didn't work out. So maybe that was a bad comparison. I think but. wasn't she on the season with Mariah Carey or something? And oh God, no, that'd be oh, that'd okay. be way too crazy. It was. Uh, they brought another new Diaguardi, Carrie Diaguardi, some like songwriter that year too, and it was four. I don't know. I actually don't remember it at all. To tell you the truth, well, well here's I, I do I remember. Like- David Archuleta came out of the closet, and boy, uh, is Joe. You're excited. not going to forget. No, <laughs> no. I'm becoming Mormon. 
I oh, would that would be a great episode of Mormon Boys, that porn site, with David Archuleta. <sighs> you becoming Mormon to fuck David. Oh, my God. He, I would literally convert. I'm not even being funny. I would wear the magic pajamas and everything like that. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I love that he's, what, 31 and something, and he still looks like I still feel like you can't joke about that because he seems underage to me. Yeah, He does. He seems like a little child. So I, the crush. I like, look, I like, I like tiny, I like tiny stuff. I like short stocky people, Um, but there's something about like, (laughs) yes, Joe, a Joe Batanz. Uh, but there's something about like short skinny people that I like, literally I try and avoid because I'm always afraid I'm going to kill them. Like if I'm around a short skinny person, I was like, if I fall on you, like mm-hmm. you could die. And be like, like Eureka. Based yeah. on how you fall on your bed, uh, that's yeah, obvious. I that's I think that's probably yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah. It could happen. My crush of well, what if it even is it? It's just that you put all your weight onto a bed at at one time. I just literally fling myself onto things. Yeah. So I just sort of like have when I'm lazy and I don't feel like I just sort of fling myself onto furniture and, and it just causes skinny it twink to, boys. Yeah. yeah, and skinny twink boys. I yeah, I've same. killed Beware. so many skinny twinks. Yeah, well, they should watch out. Uh, all right, uh, here's a question. Back in the workroom, when you know they go rush for the materials, and Jiggly's like, "I didn't get anything," and they, you know, they took everything. I'm like, were you there? Like, did you even try? Like, she actually yeah. was out of the room. Like, they called her out of the room, and they did this. But I'm like, you were there. You could have grabbed materials with the other girls. And in fact, I when I watched it, I saw they all rushed, and Eureka was way in the back. She didn't even rush over. She just casually sauntered. I think she uh, commented so she actually, on that. She did. And so she actually did get whatever was left and made it to the top. Yeah. Um, so Jiggly, bless her heart, I don't think she was ever going to excel no matter what material she got because mm-hmm. she doesn't have that skill. I mean, but honestly, the thing that infuriates me is she doesn't have that skill. Like if you were on season three and it was all sewing – Right. And then you get to a show where you're the seamstress and then you get back on all stars where you know that there might be a sewing component. Once you go, I got to pick up a goddamn sewing okay. machine. Lauren, it, I'm glad that you said that because one Jiggly has been on the show before season four when I, and by on, to be honest with you, it was way more so heavy than it is now. Okay. Oh, season. I thought season three. You said season three. Season four. Season four. She was in season four, yeah. and it's it was much more. You had to sew a lot more than than you do now. A. Since she was on the show, the season right before All Stars one. That means she has been a former contestant for All Stars one, two, three, four, and five. Had probably been trying to get on since season three. And you, now she's like, I can't believe they're having a sew. And I'm like. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? I mean, even Eureka, who was like, oh, I'm a crafter. I was like, bitch, you should be a sewer. Everybody on there should Actually, be all stars. Eureka can sew. That was a thing on her season. She was helping the other girl who didn't know how to sew. Um, but I mean, it's, it's all stars. Everybody on there should be as cocky as Yara Sophia. I mean, not like outwardly, but they should be able to be like, I can do this. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I thought it was so ter- I, I, it infuriated me that I was like, immediately was like, Jiggly needs to go home. And not because I don't think that, like, I thought her two bot outfits were great. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, the fact that she was waiting all this time, she's, she played a seamstress on a TV show. <laughs> you don't think she would have been like, Hey, maybe like yeah. I'll learn some. Yeah. No, she's had about two lines each season. If that's so I'm not worried about her pose, uh, uh, method acting but i this is i feel this way who cares if it's all stars this way on regular seasons you wait all your life as a drag queen to make it on drag race you're not going to at least take a few lessons you don't have to go in as a as a pro seamstress there was somebody recently who did right who said like i'm oh it it was on drag race down under maxi shield said i'm no dummy i went to so many lessons before i came here yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely confused by that because if you want to stay on as long as possible, why aren't you not going until you're like, now I'm ready to go? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, honestly, to me, it would be the same thing as this, as if I showed up, let's say I got on the show and I just said, you know what? I don't know how to paint my face. Mm-hmm. I just have never learned and I just yeah. don't see the point. It would be like, you're fucking insane. <laughs> like, yeah. why would you come on this show and not know how to do a simple skill? Like, I I I don't know how to sew very well. I mean, I can sew buttons and stuff, but uh, I think that you should be able to at least have some general knowledge of what sewing is. I do think, though, that her issue, Jiggly's, was a, a, even beyond not being able to sew uh, because that was garbage, Mama. Oh. Like, just to even think a streamer should just be hanging there, whether you could sew it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I mean, we're not, we're not look queens here and we know that was so, and, and so I think that, um, a taste might have played a factor. Well, oh, she definitely. has good taste out um, when she buys. So I don't know what it was, but yikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I, I agree with you. I think that, the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Very good. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to make some table visits. Eureka struggles with the expectations people have of her. Jiggly talks about her time on Pose. Finally, Raja talks about her villain role in season 11. It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. Yara hides her ball look from the other queens and the girls discuss the elimination process as they apply their makeup for the ball. Let's start with you, Adam Salandra. From show business, your big thoughts on this table visit segment, on the elimination day segment. What do you got for us? Uh, the funniest part is fucking RuPaul mm-hmm. at the at the table walkthroughs, referencing I can't even say it. Referencing Alyssa Summers, diehard drag people don't remember who Alyssa yeah. Summers is. RuPaul Hunt was what on So like RuPaul doesn't remember the winners' names. So it was just very a funny reference to me that they put in her ear to say Alyssa Summers' names. Mm-hmm. Nice try. Um, I also wondered. Wait, hold on for a second. I have a question because Alyssa Summers in that clip looked really hot. Was is Alyssa Summers hot? I thought I was. I was like, wait, how do we not remember Alyssa yeah. Summers? I like what I see. Yeah. All right. It could, maybe it was just that. Oh, one. season four. Yeah. Obviously, because Jiggly. Um. Yeah, I don't know why we don't remember that because yeah. I I felt the same way. I think um, we also me- uh, mentioned uh, uh Jessica Wild too. Yeah. Drank- there was yeah. there was another one that I couldn't remember who. Yeah. She quoted her, and I don't. I don't even know that quote. How does RuPaul know that quote? She oh, doesn't. And you know for sure she was given that quote. Yeah. She was not told that quote. To say the least. Um, I also was wondering when Ru was talking to Jiggly about uh, her transition, mm-hmm. and you know all that good stuff. I wonder if there's any awkwardness whether Ru feels it or the queens feel it, just knowing that Ru made the comments before about trans. Uh, people who already transitioned being on the show 
now they're allowing it. Um, I'm, I wonder if, if there's a, there's some awkwardness between them or if they're just like, no, we're doing this. We're between Jiggly and Rue or between like Sonique and Rue? Any trans contestant and Rue. So in this case, Jiggly and, and Sonique. I don't think it didn't look like there was. No. I'm just saying like, is Rue thinking, Oh, I hope they don't bring this up or is Jiggly thinking, okay, we'll pretend you didn't say this before or they're just playing the game. Yeah. Uh, the only Jessica Wilde quote, by the way, that I know is this one. I love that drink. Thank you. I, I don't know that either. You don't? What? How do you not no. know that quote? I love that oh drink. Oh, my God. Adam, I know that quote. <laughs> oh, my God. I have it tattooed on my chest. Oh, I th- actually did something familiar in that. I think that was just from seeing it there. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Lori? Any big thoughts on that segment? The is this when they're painting their faces and stuff? Yeah, you said. Yeah, um, yeah. I loved how Eureka was like, "How are we going to do this?" I she's asked it twice now, so I, I'm I'm interested to find out why they're being so secretive as to how they're going to judge. Mm-hmm. But she was like, "How are we going to do the judging?" And then Jiggly <laughs> calls out people and's like, "What about your friendships? What about like when you friendships you have?" And then she goes to Ginger um, Minge and she's like, "Yeah, these people are." We'll see who are, I'll see who my real friends are, like you, or some, something like, I felt like she said something like that. And Ginger just like goes, Ooh, I'm not gonna. It I'm was gonna like Jiggly set them up for that storyline beautifully with the yeah. yes. ask and saying, we'll see. Um, and I was shocked. One of the reasons I was shocked Jiggly was voted off was because I, I was certain the way they were setting it up, Ginger would vote for her. And then I thought they'd have to have that confrontation the next day, which I'm sure when they come back, they'll make them have it. Um, but I thought that, that would happen immediately and, and it never played out that way. Well, how would Jiggly know if Ginger, at, at least not until it aired or unless J- Ginger told her, how would Jiggly know that Ginger voted for her? Because the, well, afterwards, when they're pulling the lipsticks out of the box, unless it was 50-50. But Jiggly's not there. But how, no, no, that's unless, what I'm saying. The, I thought oh. Jiggly was going to not go home just oh. so they could have that confrontation. That's what I meant. Oh. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like I thought afterwards Ginger was going to have to say, yeah, I voted for you. And then there was going to mm-hmm. be a thing. But she's gone. Yeah, she sure is. All right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to dive right into the part. It's my favorite topic, your favorite topic, Adam, your favorite topic, Lori. The looks. We'll be back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right. I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race. The last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this, this, this sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way, big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, 
it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Uh, all right, well, now it's time for, gosh, who who isn't their favorite part of the whole show? The looks. Oh, I've been waiting for this. We, we, I mean, we should just call this show Bring It to the Runway. You oh, know, because good idea. all Name we change. do is talk about the looks. No, you know what's so funny is you brought this up, Salandra, and there is, I feel that there is this afterthought myth that i hate the looks i'm like you i like watching the looks i love exactly. watching like, oh what's gonna what's this person gonna wear next down, down the road i hate talking about the looks same we're twinsies yes yeah yes Triplets. i think i'm the same although most of the time i also hate the looks but i think i'm <laughs> i think i'm the, what other than that or is because same? i mean uh, uh to be honest with you if i uh, i will say I like more avant-garde stuff. Like, I think that this was, that's why I felt like this was a lot more fun. And I feel like, um, I, I, I feel like certain drag, more, most of the drag, uh, they have like fun looks, but when it's just like a simple dress, I'm like, okay, who cares? Totally. And it's like, I can look and be like, okay, I, I like this or I don't care about it, but that's sort of all I have to say. I don't have a deep, uh, thought on okay. it. Um, now, yeah. look, luckily, we have at our disposal. By the way, I am loving in the Discord right now that everybody's wondering right now to look at the looks. Po- people are posting David Archuleta videos and pictures. Oh. 
I have, I didn't say it because I know you don't like it when I mentioned the Discord, but yeah, nobody's paying attention to what we're doing. Yeah. Um, good. I, uh, I love that. I think Jay Darling is just, is the only person who's, who's, uh, actually kind of commenting on what's happening. Everyone else is just like, ooh, Lauren S is really show, showcasing her David Archuleta fandom. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I, I'm just glancing at the looks as I see them right here. And uh, th- by the way, special, very special thanks. I always forget to do this to listener Drew Brooks. He takes every look and puts the screenshot in the Discord in the looks channel. So the first category oh, is well, blue better work. Uh, I'm looking at this, and I'm so Rasha O'Hara. I'm not gonna go through each look, but she is the first one out. She comes out in the construction worker outfit, and I want to know what were the instructions that they got. Well, you know, okay, so famously, the girls will get a list of looks that are gonna be on the show, and there's a few more about 50, 15, 20 percent more than what they're gonna actually do, and they have to bring a look for all those things for all those topics, and uh. There was something where a lot of people for Blue Better Work were doing something like a crossing guard, a construction worker. There's two construction workers, uh, a plumber, another crossing guard. And I'm wondering what was it, what, what, what the actual topic was taught. Cause the list is, ne- it's never exactly it. It's like sort of like it. Like, you know, like yeah. a blue working outfit. Or, oh, you know what? It might have just been blue collar. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Blue or collar. Or what, what I, yeah. Yeah. Blue collar. Um, did you have any standout looks from the Blue Better Work challenge, Lori? Are you looking at the, at the photos in the Discord? Yeah, I'm like, well, actually, I wanted to, I wanted to discuss Jan for a second because I had, I was listening to another, uh, drag race thing, thing, and they brought up a point and I wanted to discuss it with you guys yeah. to see if you agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to Pit Stop with, um, uh, Bob the Drag Queen and Trixie Mattel. Sure. And they were talking about Jan. And I will say this. I personally believe Jan should have won this this episode. Okay. She should have won. Right. Her looks, I felt like, were phenomenal. Okay. Um, But they were saying that they think the reason why she doesn't get the acclaim or that she doesn't get the, the fanfare from the judges is because she doesn't wear padding. Mm. And she doesn't kind of shape her her body, which I mean, I when I was looking at this this episode, I was like, I don't feel like Sonique or uh, Scarlet really wear padding either, and Akira doesn't really wear padding that much either. She, I mean, she has a big butt, but I don't see her wearing padding. There's well, a, do you, yeah, go ahead, Adam. I, I think what I think it is is they are genuinely are like rooting for another breakdown they're like let's make her safe all over again yes, I know. because i listened to the pit stop as well and they also thought that she was the best talent show uh person or at least at the top and she wasn't in the top three yeah and they thought that she deserved to win this episode they say hands down and they know looks perhaps more than we do um so to me it's like okay well she's not in the top either time and it's like that obvious they're trying to make her crazy again which trying to, yeah. uh, I can kind which of respect it, I will say I did I did say I wanted in the beginning yeah. of this, you know. <laughs> so I think it's coming true but I mean 
we got to point it out. I, I, but again, one of the things with Jan is like, she is freaking killing it with the looks. But I mean, I really, I kind of didn't care. Like, I just was like, oh, great. A great look, Weird. Jan. Same. I, I and it, honestly, it was when they said it on Pit Stop that I was like, oh, yeah, I guess her looks were good. Why isn't she popping for us? Yeah. Um, the- I feel Jan lacks that X factor. I think she really does. Yeah. I, th- there's something about her that you're right. On paper, she is phenomenal, but I see her and it's not, I wouldn't even call it, she lacks an X factor. She has a factor where I'm actually turned off by her. Like there's something <laughs> yes. grating about her that it just, I, I wouldn't say to the point where I can't watch her on TV, but where I'm just like, ugh, like just, ugh. But she really is doing a great job. Like that's the thing that I think is so infuriating is mm-hmm. like if it was like if she was like jiggly and she yeah. just didn't even know how to sew mm-hmm. i'd be like all right that's fine you know but she's genuinely working yeah. her ass off and i'm like i still don't care but there are there, i hate to say it there are some queens who and i don't want to name them but that for some reason they the judges just sit on them i don't know why the way Lori sits yeah. in the chair and yes. and and you're like, well, they they were they did better than Jan is a, a perfect example to be honest. She's almost a poster child for that kind of girl. Yeah, oh yeah. But where like they could bring it every week, and it's the the judges just don't care. Now the person that I thought should have gone home was Trinity K. Bonet, and a perfect example is this uh, Blue Better Work, where I honestly, legitimately think she thought that they wanted her to work as a crossing guard and they wanted her to like hey we're gonna have you do some when you were a crossing guard and she's like got it and she because i was just like this in no way is like any kind of runway it would their clothes were baggy i that's what i wrote down i couldn't believe it I was shocked that she didn't have like a neck fan and she was just like, I'm literally here to be a crossing guard. It was was literally just a costume, but like a costume that was not someone who doesn't care about Halloween. Like like, she's going to a shitty Halloween party or something. Yeah. yeah. One where she didn't care. It's even because people will go all out on Halloween parties. She did not. Uh, Uh, My second favorite was Ginger Minch. I love the, I love the uh, Mario brothers spin. I thought that was great. All right, very good. Adam, you have any standouts you want to talk about in Blue Better Work? I loved Eureka's proportionizing, as she calls it, is so good to me. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. is seven foot tall. She's huge. Gigantic woman. Mm -hmm. And she makes a look. I, I, I'll never get over it. Every uh, she's now this her third, yeah. fourth, fifth season. I think and it's, it's not great. stretchy fra- fabric, which yeah. I'm always. It's very tight fitting fabric, which I'm like, that is some freaking confidence, right yeah. there. By the way, she's still still shorter than Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out. Yeah, yeah. the Bachelor, the Bachelor. Um, and then I did like just the little. I mean, it was literally nothing but the shade of Jiggly having the the people's names on the trash can. Her, yeah. her queens. Right. Next category is Blue Jean Baby. Blue Jean Baby. Uh, any uh, big thoughts there, Adam Salandra? Yeah, first of all, I, I, ha- I was dying to say this last time because I had seen the episode, but you, Lori, talking about your love for Sonique. Yeah. She was so 
fucking hot in every look in this episode. I thought I was straight, or I could, would I be pan? I don't know what I'd be, but she looked amazing. And it was it was a Britney slash Christina look, which I always respect. Um, I loved that. I thought I thought Jan's denim star work of art, as she called it, was weird. Um, but actual professional drag queen said it was good, so never mind that. And what I thought about Jiggly's look, this was before I saw what she made. I thought that she should be doing a little more to make it drag because it's bad for any queen to be able to just say, oh, this is off the rack, but uh, I could wear it anywhere is not good. But I think there's almost an extra pressure for a trans woman because it's like you actually do live your life every day as a as a woman so what are you doing on the runway to make that seem different uh which i don't yeah. think she totally did there all right Lauren. yeah i i well i also love how she was like yeah i'm just wearing some like regular jeans it's like those are janko jeans like those are yeah. for sure janko jeans and honestly if she had like used those janko jeans and made that the entire outfit and just like cut holes and worn those is like jeans i would have i would have liked a whole lot better i just felt and she like brought a skateboard out for no reason um i but i don't think she was the worst of this i thought silky nutmeg ganache was the worst i did not understand her outfit at all i mean we talk about eureka being able to proportion and you know play to her strengths and i feel like silky was using every piece of fabric to showcase all of her faults like <laughs> <laughs> sad but i get that actually mm-hmm. uh, and thank you for reminding me to look at the looks i yara sophia's body speaking of bodies what's going on it's just it, it was very i mean she those jeans were so low and she worked them out i will say she, yeah. she did yeah also again trinity k bonet i mean i i legit i mean to me honest with you i was like is she did she have like a burn or a rash on her body where she's like, I don't want to show my, cause it just seemed like she was, she, she was playing a character, which is like an old grandma who was doing a drag show. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hey, well, her grandma is her character. So actually that's pretty accurate. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on the blue, on the blue jean baby denim, the denim looks. No. Mm. All right. Finally, we have the one that they had to sew themselves titled blue ball bonanza. Uh, any big thoughts here? Let's start with Lori Roggenkamp. I mean, I thought for the most part that everybody did, except for Jiggly, pretty much. I, I thought everybody did shockingly well. Although I definitely, you could definitely see the difference between like the looks prior and then these. The looks prior were very. I felt like a lot of things thrown together at once that kind of work together and these looks were just very one note which i mean obviously you're sewing in the workroom and you don't have a lot of time but um i wasn't a fan of raja's look to me i felt like is she that weird neck thing i felt like didn't work for her but i mean you know what the hell do i know um i loved eureka's look i thought jan did super well but again (laughs) i was like I honestly did this thing where I put my finger over her face and was just like, if I look at the dress, it's a pretty great dress. <laughs> like, but no phase allowed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Scarlet, uh, Silky Nutmeg Ganache again, I felt like, um, what, I don't think she was showcasing her assets. 
Yeah. I'll put it. That's how I'll try and put it. All right. Any other final thoughts on the looks? Adam, have you have you given all your thoughts on the looks out? The only thing I think we didn't mention is that uh, Scarlet Envy's dress was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I did hear a lot of whispers online that she, as well as Jan, was robbed uh, for having three gate looks and including making one, which I didn't think of it at the time, but I did think she did great. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jiggly, oh, when I saw those streamers, I just knew it was all happening again. And then Yara's yeah. streamers, I didn't like the streamers used at all, but hers to be a boa worked better, even though they were both in the bottom. All right. I, I legit think I would have switched Jan and... Uh, Scarlet Envy, but Blue Jean Baby, that weird hat and wig that looked like a helmet, I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't like that. So that's, that's the only reason why I didn't pick Scarlet to be first. All right. And those are, unless anyone's going to stop me, uh, the looks. Uh, on the main stage, Raja is named the winner of the blue ball, while Jiggly Caliente and Yara Sofia are placed in the bottom two. Back in the workroom, the girls deliberate who should go home. Yara, Yara promises Raja that she'll step up her game. Jiggly breaks down in tears. Yara breaks down in tears. And finally, Jiggly offers Raja her Netflix password if, if Jiggly gets to stay. Back on the main stage, Raja O'Hara faces off against Brooklyn Heights. The song, Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. After all was said and done, both Raja and Brooklyn Heights were named the winners of this lip sync. Uh, they pulled out their lipsticks to reveal the same name on both Jiggly Caliente. And with that, Jiggly Caliente was the second queen eliminated from the competition and entered into the game within the game. Uh, ladies, any final thoughts on the episode, including that lip sync, including everything? Let's start with Adam Salantra from Show Business. Any big thoughts? A few things. One thing I wanted to say about Sonique in the top, because I've been thinking about this a lot, about everyone being obsessed with her, and I didn't understand what she was bringing besides looking hot. Um, but she's starting to win me over with just hot being enough because – she is doing good drag as well. I think it's not usually a combo. Usually the the entire stop relying on that body is coming from the fact that people are like, well, I'm hot, so I don't have to do anything. She's hot and is still putting looks together. I love that. Um, I was certainly shocked that it was Jiggly and Yara in the bottom because that was Jiggly was from my personal top three and Yara from my predicted top three. So I couldn't believe one is going. We know how it turned out um why are jiggly and ginger close something about that feels weird to me i I don't know like i wonder how they became friends in the first place i read uh somewhere that they did a web series together great that is helpful because that was strange of course not good enough friends i also thought it was funny that ginger famously said oh i would have gone in katya's place on season all stars too because they were friends. Oh, yeah. And now she's like, no, I'm going to actually vote my friends off. I've yeah. <laughs> Well, what, what the thing is, is like, she didn't even say anything. Like, I think that's even more awkward. Like, it, if you were a true friend, I would, you would say, to be honest with you, I, I'm going to vote by how I feel they did, you know? And, and, but she just didn't say anything to Jiggly. And I just felt that meant that she didn't really care for Jiggly. <laughs> she, you know, it's like, okay. we will absolutely be circling back on this when the gals come back. I have no doubts in my mind. And the only other thing I have to say is that lip sync was, first of all, I, I was impressed by Raja in it. Um, obviously she won. She had good looks. She had a good, um, uh, talent show last week, but her performing the lip sync, I really noticed for the first time. Oh, she is just a good drag queen. 
I thought she brought it. But the the reason I love their things, because everyone just loves to do a split or a stunt, but their stunts in this lip sync weren't manic. They actually went with the music. They felt yeah. right. And, and so it was really good. And that they played off each other, which I And liked. they played off each other. They nailed it. By the way, yeah. uh, Brooklyn Heights is another one who, for no apparent reason, I just hate her. I don't like her. I've never, <laughs> I've never liked her. I don't know what it really? is. Really? Yeah. I feel like she doesn't even do enough for me to dislike. It's just like she's just – I mean, talent is there, but like personality-wise, nothing's yeah. happening for me. Um, I personally was a little disappointed with Yara when she was like, I'm not a beggar. And it was just like, okay. Like it's part of the show, dude. Just like nut up and just be – and state your case. But then she started crying and it was just like, well, you are a beggar. Like <laughs> – yeah, right, right. It's like you are definitely a beggar. Well, I like that Jiggly is crying. She goes, I just wanted everyone to see the new bitch. And I was like, bitch, learn to fucking sew. You went home, home on the same the challenge. Same That's the new the new bitch would have known how to sew. That is yeah, true. the new bitch is a lot like the old bitch. She doesn't yeah. know how to sew. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I I agree with uh, everything. I think that Sonique is sort of doing... Look, I think Jiggly is... Um, pretty if she uses her when she uses her shape to her advantage and i think that sonique is doing that um and and she's getting a lot of uh acclaim for it you know she's doing really well and i think if if jiggly had used her shape to her her advantage and learned how to fucking sew i think she would have stayed in this competition um i wish you know it's it's so funny is uh so let me get to my to my trinity point which is earlier in the episode, I think it's during the Elimination Day Elimination Competition, I mean, conversation, Trinity says, you should vote on who had the worst look. You look around the workroom, it shouldn't be hard, and whoever has the worst look is the one you vote to go home. That's it. And then in the deliberations, Trinity's like, oh, we gotta send home Yara, which, (laughs) because clearly Jiggly had the worst look. Yeah. Well, Trinity is instantly wanting revenge. Well, on if you wait, yeah, if you wait, if you wait, the the fin- final make it yourself look as like sort of the end all be all. Like if you're like the if you're like the um, you know the first two dresses are twenty points each, so that's forty points total. So even if Jiggly got forty points on the whole thing, but then the final make it yourself is eighty points then she still fails, right? But I felt like Trinity, if you do that 20, uh, 20, 20, 80 rule, Trinity was like a five all across the board. So I don't know. Well, we need you. We need it to be yeah, we have, Rogan Camp's drag race. Yeah, we need to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if I was running this, it would be a lot better. Pretty much, I would just be like, you know what? I just, uh, Jan, go home. Uh, just... <laughs> The rest of you, you win. Well, you'd have a yeah, girl who yeah. had like a really fancy couture outfit, and they would go home, and then the the the, the big fat dyke who was wearing like big two, jeans that are too big and a wrinkled t shirt is the winner of the challenge every week. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Every week. <laughs> Somebody in the chat said Rogan Camp's Drag Race. Isn't that Camp on a Kiki? It sure it's is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. the way, Big Frida was one of the judges. When RuPaul came out, was Big Frida, they, they kind of alluded to this, was Big Frida wearing one of her RuPaul's wigs? 
Rue said that, and I didn't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get the joke. Was it that it just looked know. like a Rue wig, or I don't know. She I wasn't. think it was that just a sense. joke that it looked like a Rue wig. And then the other thing is, they both said, "You already know." And was that an inside joke, or is that a reference I'm not getting? I think it's a. I th- I think that it's something that Big Frida says a lot. It was my assumption. Oh, okay. Um, Wait, what was the? What was what did you say? Joe? You already know. It's like sort of song. Yeah. I think. It's oh a big yeah, I thing. think that's like a shout out that she makes in a lot of oh. All right, well, very I, good. I, um, I only know one Big Frida song. So, uh, Landra, any final thoughts on the episode? Have you gotten everything out? All your notes have been said. I feel lighter than ever. I got it all out. All right. What about you, Lori Roddenkamp? I mean, I, I, we don't have to discuss it a lot, but I just want to reiterate how lazy and annoying and unnecessary oh. Michelle Vachaz was in, in, in this episode. I just want to circle First, back on that real quick. Yeah. I mean, she literally offered no, she, like Joe was saying, she, she flipped her previous, uh, comments. So she was even more confusing and she just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, and her new hair makes her look like an, like a grandmother from New Jersey. I said the other day, I think she's doing Nilly Munster from the, uh, from the Munsters. But the, the thing, what I think, Lori, what you're picking up on is I think it's become even more evident that Michelle sees herself or the producers do as a mouthpiece for the producers. Because that's what it seems like. It seems like the producers have told her the narrative. And she's going to build the case, and then RuPaul strikes the final blow. So Michelle yeah. makes the case, and then RuPaul fa- – because it, it, up until recently, RuPaul famously had stopped making judging comments. She's done. She did it on Drag Race Down Under. I don't think she's doing it on All-Star 6, really, though. But she's going in and out with that. But famously, for a long time, RuPaul wouldn't really say anything on the judges' comments. She would just kind of do what I do and facilitate um, and I think Michelle's role was to make the, the, the case that the story producers or the, or the executive producers wanted to be made on the show. Yeah. I just wish they had people in there who were like, you well, know, better at it, <laughs> not, like better at it, but also just genuinely wanted them to do well. You know, like I wish they had a, somebody on their side, like they have that guest, but like, Big Frida wasn't really like, she didn't really do anything. You know, she sort of just like offered like pep talks that weren't helpful. But I mean, like, I would love it if they had a a guest judge who like went into the workroom and did like a Tim Gunn thing where he like tried to help out. Like bring in, this is all stars, bring in another queen, bring in a winner, bring in Bob the drag queen or whoever. And we can judge her, but bring in somebody who can like legitimately try and help these queens. Well, they were, this is, in a pandemic world when they filmed this pre-pandemic they were starting to inch toward that yeah they had um raven come in who was yeah. there anyway just yeah. not yeah, she's already there yeah exactly but um before the see they had jinx jinx came in for a snatch game episode i believe so did van vanessa vanji mateo even though she's notoriously horrible at snatch game it was <laughs> very strange but nonetheless they had to come in um yeah. All right. Well, oh, that, uh, oh. Ross, bring in Ross. I've Ross always, I, I've shouted for years that Ross should be the Tim Gunn of the show. When Ross, when Ross goes into the workroom, it's great. I've seen episodes where he's been in the workroom and it's great. And I think that I didn't even, I don't even know why I didn't even think about him. I think him in the workroom would be amazing, amazing. All right, very as they good. say on happy endings, as they do. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. 
Season 6. So for Laurie Rockenkamp, Adam Salandra, and myself. Sashay away. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U, Liar, L I A R. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Emma. Declan Prosser. E. Smith. Ricardo Herrera. April Pacheco. Lionel Campbell. Luke Stamen. Poppy Woods. Lauren Eckert. Sarah Yu. Agnesia Chopinska. Travis Newlin. Jimmy Kilbasa, Nutella, Jesse Harris, Coco San Pedro, Spiral Queen, Zach Nelson, and Brad Coley. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DragRace today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DragRace.